0: Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits.
1: I say, America, stay out the
2: bushes. Look for the union labels. And to
0: secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. Driving their just powers
1: from the consent
0: of the government. From
1: my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president,
0: he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan.
3: Well, it's not Alan Nathan. It's Karen Cataline. I'm sitting in for Alan today. As he is off on assignment, I'm a commentator, columnist, all around rabble rouser, and I just love being part of the team here at the Main Street Radio Network, among other things. Uh, We're going to just dive right in, as I like to say, with our very first guest here on the Alan Nathan Show. His name is Dr. Stephen A. Camerata, Director of Research at the Center for Immigration Studies- Boy, if that's not a rele- relevant issue right now, right here. In recent years, Dr. Camerata has testified before Congress more than any other non government expert on the e- economic and fiscal impact of immigration. Welcome, Dr. Stephen Camerata. Good to have you on the program.
4: Well, thanks for having me.
3: Well, you, thank you. It's good to have you, as I said. You wrote an article. Uh, which is, seems kind of obvious title, but in light of what we're dealing with, Title 42, which is what we really want to talk about, you wrote an article, did uh, U.S. born people fare better than when immigration fell? Isn't that, that's pretty much the idea there? Give us that idea and then we'll uh, go back to what is happening this very week. With an immigration level that is that is mind boggling and the government doing, you know, helping helping it along. That's the real issue. Yeah.
4: Sure. Okay, so very briefly, um, Hmm. immigration was very high uh, and then it uh, fell, as you might guess, during the Great Recession, which began in like 2007 and 8. It kind of bottomed out around 2011. That is the number of people coming legally and illegally. And then it began to surge, and it and it went way up and probably hit a record in 2016. This is total new people settling in the United States. So that's not people like just getting arrested at the border, some getting sent back, some being held, some being released in the United States. This is using Census Bureau data. And so it looks like maybe 1.7, 1.8 million people, legal and illegal, came into the United States In 2016 alone, it was like 1.6 in 2015, and this was a heck of a lot more than it had been. And then we had the election of President Trump, and the number of people coming dropped significantly, Uh, partly because he uh, uh, restricted uh, refugee resettlement, partly because of various administrative changes, which I won't go into, and partly because illegal immigration changed uh, and seems to have fallen quite a bit. Um, didn't go away. Wasn't zero, but it went. And so we basically had immigration go from about 1. 1.7, 1. 1.8 million to more like 1.3 million of new arrivals, legal and illegal. And that was in 17, 18 and 19, uh, 20, obviously in 2020, COVID hit. But if we look at the period 17, 18 and 19, and we look at what happened to wages for the less educated people without a college degree, they would not been doing that well. Um, what we see is, their wages went up quite a bit during that time period, more than they – and they've actually fallen in the previous four years, but they went up in those hmm. three years. Seems now, then, like common it,
3: sense. It yeah. seems like common sense that you, you – forgive me for interrupting because only because I want to get to this issue and have you speak to what's happening this week. But it's, uh, it seems obvious that when um, the country isn't overwhelmed with illegal immigration, people who are already living here do better. Uh, we're not supposed to think that, but that seems to be the case. Um, is, it, is it defensible in any way, shape, or form to completely open the floodway, floodgates of illegal immigration, which is what is happening this very week?
4: Right. So the Biden administration already curtailed Title 42 and wasn't using it as extensively, but they were still using it some. It still had some deterrent effect. So what little was left is now kind of gone. So it's going to go from bad to worse. We know there's people queuing up at the border. We, we know that people are now going to be coming very quickly. Um, but it was already at a kind of pace we've never really seen before. Since President Biden took office in January through Uh, Of January of 2021 through April of this year, you're looking at over 5 million people being, quote, Mm -hmm. encountered at the border. Now, just understand that is sometimes the same person being caught and sent back, especially under Title 42. And people from Mexico can be caught and sent back. And there's still a non trivial number of people from Mexico. But the Biden administration, as a matter of policy, has released well more than 2 million of those 5 million people into the United States. Plus, they've Uh, created, seemingly in violation of the law, uh, avenues on other ways to basically pre-approve people in certain selected countries like Venezuela to come in. Now, these people don't have green cards. Technically, they shouldn't be allowed in, but they're using parole or they're using asylum law or they're using some of his other discretionary authority, which I think most people would argue no one had ever thought was possible. So not only is the border kind of Uh, fundamentally sort of being overwhelmed um, because that 5 million number doesn't count the people the border patrol sees but can't apprehend. And those numbers run into the millions. They're called gotaways. We have these new avenues where people are coming in. Really, they are illegal in the sense that they don't have authorization actually to come, but the administration is admitting them anyway under a, a very narrow section of the law that um, i would argue that they're abusing so the flow of people now has been nothing short of extraordinary and interestingly enough since 2020 real wages have declined again uh, particularly for the for the less educated and along with everybody else so dr camarada yeah,
3: i'm sorry finish your sentence please i'm sorry Oh,
4: real wages just means inflation adjusted because that's the way you, you should measure these things go ahead
3: You know, it seems like a fruitless but endless argument to ask, and we do on this program, I do, uh, you know, the motive for completely opening the floodgates to illegal immigration and, in effect, erasing our border. But I will ask you, you know, just one more, uh, I guess in a different way. How is it defensible for the American This an American administration to shirk its responsibility among its most sacred duties is to secure the border and the uh, national security of the United States of America. And nobody voted for this. Nobody. The Congress didn't do anything. All of a sudden, it's just happening. Uh, What are everyday citizens to do? And I unfortunately nothing. But I still want you to comment on it. It's indefensible. I mean, they can't say that that they're doing their jobs. They're they're doing their jobs to thwart and subvert American law.
4: Yeah. I mean, it this way. a lot of uh, conservatives say, look, they're doing this to get votes. And they'll you know, they, they figure these people will eventually become voters maybe sooner than than, than uh, even before they can give them green cards and citizenship, that kind of argument. Sure, there's some of that kind of cynical political calculus going on, but that's not really what's happening. In
3: effect, what's happening?
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> in effect, the way in which so many people, especially the people in the key positions in the Biden administration, they um, they see the immigrants, the people who are showing up at the border in particular as a as, uh, kind of one dimensionally as just desperate people, Fleeing desperate circumstances. What? What they? Yeah, you think this, they You think them.
3: that that this is some? They they view it as a uh, altruistic thing. I doubt it because they have no regard for human life in this country. They seem to they be know, doing this don't... as a matter of political agenda to overwhelm this country so that they can move it to more dependency on government and. To grow government. I mean, that's how you bring a country to communism, isn't it? You overwhelm well, the country. The
4: the, what they don't like, they don't like the abuse. They don't like the disorder. So that's why they're trying to expedite people, release them into the United States as fast as possible. That's why they're using the asylum law and the uh, ability to parole and um, the uh, different provisions so they can release any uh, minors or any people who show up with minors. They're trying to do that. <sighs> But what they point. what they can't seem to ever see these folks as as is people who are rational risk takers and they fundamentally change the incentive people now know that if they show up the border with a kid, they get in. People know that if they show up the border uh, and claim asylum, however flimsy that claim, they get in. People know that because the border's overwhelmed, they just might make it past and that's what happens. Unfortunately,
3: happening. we got to leave it there. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Stephen Camerata. We really appreciate it. Well, we're off and running Thank here you. on the Ellen... Alan... Thank you. Uh, we're off and running here on the Ellen uh, Nathan Show. We are going to take a quick break, and we'll have our next guest right after this. Don't go away.
5: This message is provided by Beringer Engelheim. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is one of the more common forms of progressive fibrosing interstitial lung diseases with symptoms including breathlessness during activity, a dry and persistent cough, chest discomfort, fatigue, and weakness. There are more than 200 lung disorders that can lead to pulmonary fibrosis, an irreversible scarring of lungs that can negatively impact lung function, quality of life, and may become life-threatening. While approved treatments for people living with these diseases can help slow disease progression, new therapies are needed to help potentially stop progression. Fortunately, there is new research underway to assess the safety and efficacy of an investigational treatment in patients with IPF and other progressive ILDs. This is part of Beringer-Ingelheim's Phase 3 global. Fibroneer program. To learn more about Fibroneer and eligibility requirements, visit Fibroneer-IPF.longboat.com and Fibroneer-ILD.longboat.com.
6: This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon-St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer technology training can have a
2: transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people
3: by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org.
6: Dear John,
7: I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious and lately you seem to really not care i've been there for you since day one and i know you think i'm gonna keep ticking but no my friend i can quit whenever i want why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while is that too much to ask i don't want to leave but unless you stop ignoring me what else am i supposed to do remember when i quit you quit Sincerely, your heart.
5: Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text pressure to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
1: The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear accessibility veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer access to meaningful employment access to the veterans benefits they've earned accessible homes and vehicles and access to every part of their communities with PVA staff working inside VA hospitals
3: Welcome back to The Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline, filling in for Alan today. And um, you just can't uh, escape it. We are having more uh, mass shootings than ever before. Uh, It is predictable what the left does with that information to try to advance their agenda and restrictions on law-abiding citizens who don't do that. But here to talk about that uh, from a much more expert perspective is Richard Battle, award-winning author as well as community leader in Texas. His latest book, Made in America by America Cans, not America Cants. Richard Battle joins us right now. Welcome, Richard.
0: Good morning. Good morning, Karen. It's so great to be with you again. Thank you for having me.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a pleasure to have you. So, Sadly these shootings keep running together and we don't know there are different circumstances to each but the one in the Texas mall you're very close to living in Texas and then there was an SUV attack on the border talk about that in terms of what really happened and and your thoughts about it rather than the the constant politicizing of these things to fit a, uh, you know, a political agenda.
0: Well, the issue in Allen, the thing I found most fascinating, here we have someone with a Hispanic name. Uh, The authorities go to his parents' home, and they have to ask for a translator because nobody in the home speaks English. And yet that story is scrubbed, and we hear nothing more about that and then almost immediately the media starts pitching a white supremacist narrative and putting out information they found. And it just seems kind of odd to me that the Texas DPS hasn't said more than it has. It makes me wonder if there's incorrect information being pushed to support the narrative. And I think in most of these cases, we're better off waiting until we get strong evidence and accurate evidence Versus pushing the narrative because he may have been a white supremacist, but I hate seeing that so quickly because most of us have lost so much trust in the media, we immediately question their authenticity.
3: Well, and and you're being very circumspect, and that's very important. We have seen before how, how narratives are manufactured ahead of any facts in order to change and manipulate public opinion. Uh, and, and it's been a year and a half or two years or more since the current president has been floating this idea that there is this virus of white supremacy overtaking the country. And they haven't been able to point to any, really any evidence of it. So now they take a mass shooting And they say, see, we told you, I, I concur there. There is something that is not connected to the facts here. What do we do? How do we find the facts in a story like this with so much politics attached?
0: Well, I think part of it is waiting for the authorities to come out with the evidence. But there are facts that are there that are not being reported on accurately and and immediately and that is the last of these several shootings uh, the one common denominator amongst all of them actually there's two one is they were all stopped with a good guy with a gun whether it be an authority figure a citizen somebody with a gun stopped the violence and the people who committed the crimes were not concealed carry license holders. Mm -hmm. And so they talk about licensing people to carry weapons. The crimes are not coming from people with licenses. Mm
3: -hmm. Another thing that I don't think conservatives or people who revere the Second Amendment have been successful in arguing is that Every time something like this happens, not only are you saying that they've been stopped by someone, a law abiding citizen who takes his life into his hands in order to save other people's lives and his own. But every single time the radical left, which has an agenda to simply repeal the Second Amendment, uses it as an excuse to go after law-abiding citizens who just want to defend their themselves and their families. What's the best argument for people? Because it seems like, unless you are a gun owner and all of that, you 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 uh, don't really you're not persuaded that law-abiding citizens are not the ones committing these crimes.
0: <laughs> well, uh, yes, and. I like to use the analogy of two church shootings that happened in Texas a few years ago to contrast the importance of people being prepared for self-defense. The first one was in 2017 in Sutherland Springs, just north of San Antonio. And a, man, a non-member of a church walked in, started shooting people, and as people cowered under the pews, he walked down the pews and killed 26 people a neighbor down the road heard the shooting grabbed his weapon jumped in his truck drove down the street went into the church and shot the guy otherwise he would hmm. have killed everybody in the building because no one was prepared to stand up against him hmm. 2019 around christmas in white settlement outside of fort worth man stood up in a pew in a church he was a non-member pulled a gun out uh, he shot an usher The first security person on their church security team had a problem pulling his weapon out, and he got shot. Mm -hmm. Within seven seconds, another member of the security team in the church put the shooter down. Only Mm -hmm. two people were killed. And to me, that contrast is stark because normally when a shooting starts, you have minimal number of seconds to respond to minimize the carnage. And as the old saying goes, when seconds matter, the police are only minutes away. So, yes. to me, be someone being there when the carnage stops to stop it as quickly as possible is essential.
3: It seems like common sense. Um, I I'm so sorry that we had such a that we are almost out of time. We're talking to Richard Battle. Talk about this book. Where people can get it, and give us the uh, you know the one minute blurb (laughs) as to why we need to get this book.
0: Well, Made in America by Americans, not Americans, celebrates American freedom and American can-doism. It's a book that will motivate people and inspire them and overcome the discouragement that we're in right now and encourage people that we are a country that are Americans. Uh, Our government today tells us what we can't do, but we have a rich history of being Americans and accomplishing things. And that's what I want people to do, and that's what I want them to inspire and teach their children and grandchildren to do as well.
3: That's great. Richard V. Battle, B-A-T-T-L-E. I bet we can get that at Amazon. Anywhere else?
0: Absolutely. All copies are signed at richardbattle.com as well. and We have Even Kindle and audio version as well. <laughs>
3: richardbattle.com thank you for joining us Richard we appreciate it thank you Karen God
0: bless America
3: yes absolutely we are moving right along here on the Alan Nathan show we'll have another guest Uh, you're going to want to stay tuned for this when we come back Karen Cataline filling in for Alan Nathan on the Main Street Radio Network stay tuned
2: From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common. But after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve, and again on Valentine's Day, and on random occasions throughout the the year they're drawn to each other though they are each too insecure to be their true selves so what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist author elise bryant
0: this is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are i hope readers enjoy
6: going along in this ride with reggie and delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way
2: Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold.
6: Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and Zero Sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage egg and cheese croissant sandwich. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper Sandwich, BK Royal Crispy Chicken Sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way. At Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Sponsored by (laughs) Coca-Cola. message from the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today. And um, uh, boy, oh boy, Budweiser, Woka-Cola, and now the U.S. Navy. (laughs) The Navy is using drag queens on TikTok to recruit new new people into the Navy. Here to talk about it is acting marketing chief at Tusk. Previously, he was chief marketing officer for President Trump's 2020 campaign and a senior advisor at the Department of Treasury. Kalen Doerr joins us. Welcome, Kalen, to The Alan Nathan Show.
10: Hey, it's good to see you. Good to be uh, be with you today. How's your week going? I thought it was a Friday <laughs> when I woke up, and I'm, I'm very disappointed. Very, very disappointed. <laughs>
3: Thank God it, well, it's, it's not Friday. So, Uh, so, you know, uh, Americans of all stripes have been making their voices heard and not buying Bud Light anymore because of drag Queens marketing. Now we hear, according to this, U S Navy is using drag Queens. Now, after, what do you make of this? And then uh, we can delve a little deeper.
10: Well, I think it just goes to show how out of touch, uh, you know, these, these bureaucratic institutions uh, are. And if that's not the case, then it just goes to show how far they will go to push their radical leftist agenda. Right. At, at the end of the day, they think that this is what you know, people want. And their, their opinions are either so warped or they're so desperate to convert folks to their cause uh, that this is what they're doing. And, and I'll tell you, having served you know, in the White House and served in government at the federal uh, level, I'll tell you, there's a lot of people like this who see that it's their duty to go out there and, and try to entice you know, the, these, these you know, radical leftists to you know, the military, to the federal bureaucracy, uh, and we've got to do everything we can to kind of stop them in their tracks, whether that's by calling them out uh, or, you know, just simply boycotting their services. You've you got to get out there and do your part.
3: Well, and and uh, I guess we just have to say it flat out. Tell me if I'm wrong. Isn't this the celebrating of the emasculation of men? <laughs> And we're doing that in the U.S. Navy. I mean, what other what other explanation can you think of other than that? And if I'm right, or if that is correct, what's that say about this administration and what they want to do to the country if they want emasculated men defending it?
10: Well, not only that, but I mean, I'm I'm not a woman. I don't know what a woman is, but if I was a woman. Uh, I would be just wildly offended by all of these things. And uh, it's, it's a little bit of a hot take. And, you know, it's one that I think I'll get in trouble for. But how is this no different than, you know, coloring your face a different skin color or, or something like that? You're, you're, they're adopting Isn't that true? They're, they're adopting the features. I mean, this drag queen stuff is the new blackface uh, at the end of the what day. And point. if I'm a woman. I am so just insanely upset by all that I'm seeing here. I mean, yeah. I don't know how they, they, they claim to be all inclusive and they want to recruit women, but this would be, you know, the antithesis to that. So I think that's a point, you know, we're, we're really overlooking culturally. Uh, this is just silly and it's just disrespectful to women.
3: Well, yeah, I, I mean, and, and isn't interesting and you bring up such a good point. Where are all the feminists? Mocking women. I mean, we, talked off, we talk often about completely destroying women's sports, but there's something deeper going on here trying to erase all boundaries between biology and men and women. Could you speak to that? Because that seems to be what's going on, let alone emasculating our Navy. Not exactly good for national security, I would guess.
10: No, and I, I would say that this is really their effort to amplify kind of the mental health problem we have in our country, uh, too. I think a lot of times this is this is a, a mental issue, um, you know, and it's people who are you know, confused or need to seek, you know, some some inward, some, I, I guess, I'm trying to have some solace with, you know, meditation or with God. And this is kind of honestly what what happens when you replace government when you replace uh, or sorry when you replace God with things like government or, right. or sick ideology or or whatever right, right. like I, this. ultimately their ultimate goal is to make you hate your country uh, and this is just one of many tools and to hate do yourself
3: that. and hate yeah. anybody who disagrees with you uh, they are the haters but but furthermore um, there are a lot of radical leftists who have, have created this as a social contagion. So not only does it serve them and their agenda to have more trans, you know, gender dysphoric people, but they're elevating gender dysphoria. They're rewarding it. Aren't they?
10: Exactly. No. And, and I look at it, look at how, uh, this affects our children especially. Uh, at the end of the day, like, they all want to be these social media influencers. They want to be TikTok stars or they want to be all over Instagram or Twitter. And the shortcut to doing that and to get attention is to clearly embrace what they're doing here, what they're promoting. Uh, you are exactly, like you said, rewarded for doing these things. And that's why we've got people like Dylan Mulvaney. And, I mean, if you take a look at his or her, I don't even really know what to call this person, but when you take a look at their history, this is not the first time that they've done something, you know, a little, a little out there to get attention. Um, and, and so I just, guys, make sure you're hugging your children make sure you're, you know, teaching them the right things because at the end of the day, uh it's that's all, that's, the battleground for this entire thing.
3: Yes. Uh, and it does seem to be related. It does seem to be related to, uh, the other parts of the agenda that we keep watching the, the, uh, communization of our country, open corruption, uh, telling lies to the public uh, and punishing anybody who doesn't accept the lie. Uh, So, uh, boy, it's very frustrating out there. Uh, Tell us, let me just shift gears a minute. Tell us about Tusk. You're the marketing chief of Tusk. What is Tusk and why does anybody need to know about that? (laughs) (laughs)
10: Yeah, well, I think this really comes uh, from a place of wanting to promote free speech. It's a search browser, it's a web engine, all those things, and it's also uh, a a conservative AI chatbot. We've got all these things kind of at one place. If you go to visit TuskBrowser.com, you can kind of check things out. But ultimately, uh, what we saw, what we were trying to learn lessons from the war that we're currently fighting is big tech and social media. Right. They went out there and they instilled, uh, they, they embodied their leftist radical DNA in these very useful tools, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we we're trying to, to prevent that from happening again. So the last yeah. week we unveiled our first ever conservative AI chatbot. It's pretty cool. Uh, if you're, you know, uh, a little concerned about artificial intelligence, whatever, I'd recommend you go check this out. It's a little safer because it's not going to call you out uh, for being a conservative. It's not going to tell you, you know, you, you stink. Uh, and that's really, we <laughs> want to encourage people to get involved yeah. in the Discord, right? Because people are being told that a here.
3: lot lately, Kaylin, right? You stink. <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> clinical term for it. Do as I say or you stink.
10: <laughs> exactly. Really. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Well, um, you you know, it's too bad we didn't also talk about, but we're running out of time, uh, the whole idea of artificial intelligence. I mean, this is just splashing onto the scene. I read about it this morning. Uh, Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, talked about AI, and he says it's going to explode in the next year and that things we never imagined were possible are right there on the horizon. Uh, just a quick comment uh, on that, if you would, because uh, we already see people with uh, a, a contemptible character with a lot of power. What are they going to do when they have power like this? Oy.
10: Well, I, <laughs> I i i'd encourage I'd encourage conservatives to join the conversation, be a part of it. Uh, because that's something we we, we didn't do with Facebook and Twitter and at the advent of social media. We kind of went along to get along uh, and you know, saw the good in these things that weren't really keeping an eye on the bad, and we weren't a part of that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I, think what we do, I think what we can do this time is really be a part of the conversation, utilize tools like Gipper over on Tusk, uh, you know, give feedback and be a part of the discourse because – I think if we if we don't do it now, we're going to be playing catch-up again, and right. uh, no one wants to do that.
3: All right. Well, thank you, Kalen Dorr from Tusk, for joining us. We so appreciate it. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. Um, excuse me, the hour. I'm ahead of myself. We're going to wrap up this hour. We'll have another uh, with a discussion about what is the latest with Tucker Carlson and Fox News. Lots going on there. We'll cover that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show.
1: In December, LastPass, a popular app for managing passwords, suffered a security breach, potentially exposing millions of people's personal information. When a business created to protect passwords gets hacked, it's a reminder how vulnerable our sensitive information can be when stored in the cloud. And for businesses who need to protect data, security is a top concern. To help prevent security risks, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud recently introduced a password manager, JumpCloud's Antoine Jabara. Businesses cannot always rely on an offline solution as users need to share and access passwords across multiple devices and cloud-based options aren't ideal either. JumpCloud Password Manager takes a hybrid approach, storing data on users' devices and seamlessly syncs user vaults to multiple devices in an end-to-end encrypted way. This addresses some of the limitations of cloud-based systems and bridges the gap between convenience and security. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com.
11: Find out more at nsc.org slash CallSkill.
10: I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed
1: Veterans of America. Our vets need you.
11: I'm a quadriplegic.
4: I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity.
9: I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune
0: system. I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me, would there be a ventilator for me, would I be able to survive something it's, it's just heavy, you know, it's, it's a heavy,
7: it's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is.
10: Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them.
9: I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now.
7: We all got to help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're going to be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to
0: helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P-P-V-A dot org.
3: Welcome back to The Ellen Nathan Show. We are wrapping up this hour with our next guest, CEO of AMWPR, a New York-based political strategy and communications firm. Uh, our guest has worked with people such as Jim Brown, Judge Janine Pirro, Congressman Lee Zeldin, and his name is Adam Weiss. Welcome, Adam, to the Alan Nathan okay. Show.
7: Thanks for having me.
3: Yeah, well, never a dull moment in the country or in media. Last night, uh, Tucker Carlson went on Twitter to say that he is continuing his show uh, via. Elon Musk and Twitter, uh, fascinating. It just keeps on coming. Does this? I'm reading all kinds of things. What do you think? And is there a big fight between Tucker Carlson and Fox News shaping up over contract disputes?
7: I, you know, I said this last week. I said he's such a large figure, he would. I said this uh, that he could start his own media empire overnight, and now with yes, technology, you, there you go. Tech, Technology, the way it is these days, like you think about, it you could just go on Twitter, stream a video live, and have fifty-one million views in a matter of oh. hours. It's fascinating. We told each other mm-hmm. this five years ago. It's like, that's how does that happen, right? So yeah. they've messed with the wrong horse here, the Fox, and they just lost a lot of viewers, and the, the ratings are still in the dumps. I mean, compared to what it once was. I mean, and. I, I think that's – I think he just might forego these millions just to get his voice out there if they're trying to stifle him. And that audience that they had right there just over two weeks ago is going to oh. go with Tucker and other independent yeah. voice. I don't think – you know, I talk to a lot of people, moderates, mm-hmm. conservatives, independents, and they're not turning back the tube. They're not going back to Fox.
3: Good. Well, I mean, not that I have an opinion about that, you understand. (laughs) Um, I am reading that, and maybe you have an insider information, Tucker Carlson is represented by the best attorney in the business for this sort of thing, and they're going to claim fraud and a breach of contract uh, contract because people in Fox leaked off-air conversation and video which would void the contract. Uh, is that what you're hearing and what's your take?
7: It seems like, yeah, they are it on purpose. Who else would have these videos in between segments?
3: Yes. And,
7: and <laughs> what I find so strange about leaking these videos, they're making the media have. Let's give this to the media matters, which is the sole purpose of media matters, which is so ironic, was created. Stare at Fox 24 four seven. It was Media Matters right. created 20, maybe 20 years ago. I'm not exactly sure of time. But it was created basically just to look at Fox and find any mistake that the hosts make and get it out there that they're this right wing. And now it's pretty obvious that the internal people with Fox that appear are, are leaking it to Media Matters and the New York Times to make Tucker look bad.
2: Mm-hmm. So
7: they're the audience. They created a massive jug on an audience over the years. And they are the audience that's against PC political correctness, against wokeness, against things like this. And they're leaking, you know, tidbits that he said off. Yeah, that is nonsense, that only people that are so politically correct could find offensive. One example is a makeup artist doing his hair, doing his makeup, and he makes a joke about a pillow fight in the bathroom.
2: Hmm.
7: I mean, none of these leaks I find offensive or anybody I've talked to find offensive. Uh Yes, they're leaking things that only... The bubble, that is, the media could find offensive.
3: Well, and uh, they all it did was endear people, uh, endear him more to his audience that he's really very much the same off air as he is on he did, air.
7: And Ken, when he did make the joke, he says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't do that. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're taking a lot of heat <laughs> from me. Yeah, can you imagine? He makes a joke. He makes a joke, and his brain is thinking so far ahead because he knows what a piece of world lives in that he apologizes for making the joke right after. Yeah,
3: and and the news that just came out about this, which is an ongoing thing and fascinating because of the players involved, is that a lot of people had a hunch that the Dominion deal which Fox rolled over for that part of it is, was, that they had to get rid of Tucker Carlson, and now that evidence seems to be coming out. Is that what you've heard?
7: I I haven't heard that. and Maybe they're trying to save face now because of that, but...
3: Oh, I no, I don't that. think that's a defense. It's a, a defense. They made the deal, but a lot of people said, well, there's got to be some connection between the Dominion, you know, settling for 700-some million dollars and that part of that whole thing was you got to get rid of the golden goose who makes you money um the fox has been moving to the left for a long time now and uh tucker carlson didn't go that direction right What do you think
7: i, I think you just because just as you said they've been going to the left the young boys the murdoch boys are to the left The board seems to be to the left.
3: Their wives are worse, are more to the left than they are.
7: And I don't think they can stand. There's certain people and certain networks, not many, because most of the mainstream media are way, way left, Mm. that can stand the heat. I don't think Fox can stand the heat every day. And and Tucker gets almost the same kind of heat that Trump got every day. And, you know, we lived in a cycle of Trump being president for five years. And every day it was negative. Our brains just were locked overload of negativity towards Trump, mm-hmm. and if you, and you weren't able. Political people like you and I, and we're able to see through what they were doing. A lot, he just they they tarnished Trump for things that were just so irrelevant and stupid. But yet they did it or framed
3: him or framed, framed him just them. out and out. Yeah,
6: Go the media ahead.
7: plays a powerful role in our culture, and they just framed, yeah. made him look stupid in so many different ways that just. Were just either lies or just yeah. misinterpreting, and it's just sad what they did.
3: You know and what, Adam you, um, What what you what we're talking about here has another sort of ramification too. If a network like Fox News could make as its importance not being looked upon poorly as more important than the cash cow that Tucker Carlson was, that's a whole new realm. No longer are some entities. Now, Budweiser evidently is getting very hurt and and rightfully so with people who don't want to support them. Uh, but they're basically saying that profit no longer matters, right? Ideology is more important than profit. And the ideology that's being pushed is hardcore leftism. Doggone it. We have to go. Uh, Adam Wise, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Do you have a place where the people you. can find you real quick?
7: Yeah, amwpr.com is my website, or at Adam Matthew on Twitter, at Adam Matthew.
3: Thank at you. At Adam com. I mean, uh, on Twitter. Thank you on so Twitter, much. Adam we'll Matthew. be thank you, We'll man. be watching. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. Right after this on The Ellen Nathan Show. Don't go away.
0: The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.